Hi, my name is Jet Dunlap, and uh, this sounds like a voicemail when I just said that, but that's okay. I am not used to this yet. Uh, you can even tell by the great pauses, 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 pauses in my speech pattern here. <laughs> I should be better at this. I was a public speaker for a long time, but it's weird to sit in a room with no one and stare at a microphone. Um, so please bear with me. I have a couple of warnings. I guess the first one's already obvious is that I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to say things incorrectly, uh, as is evident in the first five seconds of this podcast. So I guess I'm proving my point. (laughs) Um, But I'm not going to, I made myself a couple of deals when I was going to do this. And one of them was that I will not change that. And the reason is, is that my podcast is podcast, podcast is about cats. My podcast is going to be about authenticity. It's going to be about trying to uh, overcome the obstacles in your life, overcome, you know, the, the practical events that occur on your day-to-day basis. And I think in that it is important for me not to editorialize to a point where I try and put my best self forward. Um, I mean, listen, in the first 20 seconds of this podcast, I've screwed up two or three times verbally. And, uh, and so I guess it's okay to screw up. The second thing I'd like to say is just thank you. I've had, um, so many projects, whether they were TV shows or movies or uh, I hosted an online show forever where getting someone to view or listen anything I did uh, was so difficult. So you taking the time to listen to me means something to me in a way I could never express. Even if I never see your face or never hear your voice, I want you to know I appreciate it. Okay, that out of the way. I'd like to talk about why this podcast is has uh, started, why it even exists, and how it wasn't something I intended on doing, but uh, I couldn't turn down the voices that I heard, not in my head, uh, we'll go to that later, but the voices I heard online and other folks reaching out to me um, about maybe sharing my story. So let's go back to how that happened really quickly. A couple weeks ago, I was uh, at my house doing some chores And this guy I knew from a while back, a guy I really respected, a tremendous entrepreneur, uh, a gentleman who just, um, I mean, well, I'll tell you exactly what he did. So I met him through the Hollywood Half Marathon. He owned that and ran that. I mean, think about it. He ran, not only ran the marathon quite literally, but he owned, organized, and created the Hollywood Half Marathon. His name is Ken. And I got to meet Ken because I owned a website called Run Hollywood His campaign was called Run Hollywood when he was doing the marathon. He reached out to me to do some hosting. I did some hosting for him. And I don't know if you had this experience, but there's certain people in your life or certain people you've seen on TV or heard on the radio who you just go, wow, that person has something. They're magnetic. They have a a kind of a personality, a kind of a, I guess it's an intangible thing that's just so mesmerizing that you're like, I feel like I could learn something from them. I felt that way about Ken. He hired me to do this hosting. We talked to, a couple, uh, to each other a couple of times. We kept in touch on social media, but that was about it. And I think that was about five or six years ago. But uh, I thought about him a lot. I'd see his posts. I was really interested in what he was doing. And uh, flash forward, out of the blue, two weeks ago, he hits me up. He says, hey, Jet, uh, I am going to be at the YouTube studios in Los Angeles. And I want you to come down for an interview type thing. Now, let me tell you about me in the past. Uh, first off, I came from a corporate background. It was in sales. Um, the way I moved out of my parents' house was sales. So I learned how to speak. 
I was never a good student. I have dyslexia, ADD, and a bunch of other stuff we'll go into, but so school was never easy for me. I went to junior college at night. I finally graduated after six or seven short years of junior college. Supposed to take two, but not me. That's not how it worked out for me. Um, so in any event, uh, yeah, Ken reaches out to me and he says he wants to do some kind of interview. Now, the reason I went back to how I used to be is the old me, because of my sales background, because I'm moving out early, I was a guy who needed to get something for something, right? So when Ken hit me up uh, the first time when I was supposed to host, obviously I was thinking about how I would negotiate the deal to host this Hollywood Half Marathon. And I came up with a price, he agreed to it, blah, blah, blah. So what I'm telling you is that when he called me this last time, my life has changed so dramatically that when he said we have this interview type thing, I'm like, okay, I'm down. Sounds great. It just was one of those things that came at the right moment. And uh, I know there's a lot of minutia on that story. So sorry. Let's get to the point here, though. It was that he called me and I was ready to go. I was just raring to go. I'm like, hey, this sounds right. This is the right guy. I wanted to work with him in the past. And a lot of things had gone on in my life um, at that exact moment that said this sounds good. Now, I said all that other stuff to say that when he hit me up, I was just like, you know, like I said before, I was I, I thought it was a great thing and I couldn't wait to do it. One thing I did say is I'm going to bring my wife with me. Um, and he was, of course, very cool with that. My wife and I are very close. We've been together for 15 years and uh, we just celebrated our third year of uh, marriage yesterday. So shout out to Gina Dunlap. But um, in any event, I wanted to bring my wife. She uh, is kind of my support blanket, and we hang out with each other a lot, so it was important for her to be there. When I went down there to the YouTube studios, first off, I was a little upset because I hate being in traffic. I uh, have lived in L.A. my whole life, and it still surprises me, and it absolutely drives me crazy. And this location was in, like, Culver City or something like that. Um, in any event, we get down there, and uh, I don't even know what's going to really happen. I didn't know what I was supposed to wear. I didn't know what I was supposed to say at the front gate. But at this point in my life, I was able to figure it out. It's, it's, it's funny how many times in life we get overprepared for something that, you know, obviously someone dumber than us has done it before and they just didn't know to be as nervous. So I kind of just said, you know, I, I'll be able to figure it out. And turns out I didn't get lost permanently and I did get there. First thing that surprised me when I actually ended up meeting up with Ken in the studio was that he was the only one there. Usually when I used to see him, he was, you know, traveling with quite an entourage. He had a lot of people around him. I think that his old business uh, demanded that. So it was kind of cool to be one-on-one with him. The second thing that really surprised me was that unlike our past where I was the host or, you know, the interviewer, he told me he wanted to interview me. And again, rolling with the punches, I thought, okay, cool. Uh, I told my wife, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. But Ken said he wanted to talk to me about a thing that happened to me about two or three years ago um, that he had seen on Facebook. And he was intrigued by this because he thought of me as this really, I guess, kind of energetic, Ryan Seacrusty type guy who ran, hosted, always seemed happy. My Facebook self seems kind of like an ideal, less so in the last couple of years. But, you know, by and large, I think we always put our best foot forward or in this case, our best face forward. Foot would be weird if you had a foot picture instead of a face picture. But again, I'm going to have to digress a lot. You know, I digress again because my ADD. Anyway, enough of feet faces. So Ken wanted me to talk about something that happened about two or three years ago, and that was that I was hospitalized for dementia. Now, this podcast is not going to be about this event. This was the most traumatic, um, I guess, physical and mental event of my entire life in in a short period of time. Um, But this is not what the podcast is going to be about. You know, um, I've suffered from a lot of things, depression, alcoholism, 
this singular event was pretty catastrophic for me, but it, it, it's not, uh, it's definitely not going to be the focus. It's, it's just this one thing that happened to me. Anyway, Ken and I started talking and he asked me about this, so I'll tell you about it quickly. Uh, what happened to me about two or three years ago is I started to lose time. I would be walking somewhere and I forgot who I, how, I, how I got there. I forget what I was doing there. And then at some point I stopped being able to realize even basically who I was or what I was doing. Um, this came to a kind of point when one day I was running and I couldn't get myself to stop running. This was running outside. Um, I started to not really understand what I was seeing. Uh, long, long, long story short, um, I lost myself completely while I was out on this run. I had to contact my wife and uh, she found me through the phone app. She took me to the hospital. This is the second time we went to the hospital. The first time they, of course, turned me away. I'm sure I paid for that visit anyway. But uh, so I went there eventually and I had delirium. And so I didn't, I mean, I couldn't sleep. I was totally uh, filled with terror. They did EEGs, EKGs, um, you know, CAT scans, all these things, and they couldn't figure out what it was. Their best guess was that it was a, uh, a clashing of medication that I had been on for a long time. I hadn't changed medication, probably antidepressants and ADD medication, and that it caused my brain to just basically self-destruct. And so I talked to Ken about this. I'm not trying to minimize this because it was so significant, losing your mind, forgetting who you were, and only producing a chemical that created terror uh, was very difficult. It took me months to realize that I wasn't in the hospital. It took me a very long time through nature to just kind of sit outside and be settled with my brain. Um, I mean, at the worst point, I was in the shower with all of my clothes on, uh, not all the clothes I owned, but the clothes I had on, and I was just screaming. And my wife, this was very difficult for her, it was very difficult for me. I had a lot of PTSD. I had to learn how to cope with that. I had to relearn a lot of things in my life. And uh, so this was a catastrophic event and Ken wanted to talk about it. I do want you to know that the doctors never really figured out how it happened or why it happened. And that's just a part of life. But it was a clarifying moment in my life uh, in that being robbed of your most basic understanding of reality taking that away really gives you a perspective on what your day-to-day -day life is when you know who you are and where you are. And so with that basis, I definitely was able to look through a new lens at the world. And uh, so I became more of a giver. I was kinder. I was, I mean, not immediately, you know, that would be too much of a Disney kind of story, but it did give me a perspective and a base point to really, uh, how would I say, uh, reprogram my life. But Ken was also curious about me living with depression. Uh, Ken, by his own admission, is not a person who suffers from this issue. Uh, Ken, <laughs> he would ask me, uh, hey, Jet, uh, I, I know you're depressed, so, and I'm paraphrasing, don't want to put words in his mouth, but he would say, uh, I know you're depressed, so what makes you sad? Uh, what can I do to help you? What can I do to fix it? This is the kind of guy Ken is. And I said, uh, well, <laughs> I am um, depressed. So this is not a event that happened at one point in my life. I like to define it this way. Sadness is caused by something that occurred in your life or outside of it, you know, in your, in your purview. And it makes you sad. There's a death of a loved one. Um, you know, you saw a sad movie even. Um, there's a breakup. You got fired. That's sadness. That's conditional chemical reaction to stimulus. Depression. And I went to a 
therapist for about 15 years, an incredible guy named uh, Dr. Steve Nelson, who I think i not able to get in touch with him. I think he just passed. Um, he was a huge part of my childhood. And he basically taught me that depression is not something you can cure. And I remember when I first heard that, I'm like, well, shit, that's tough. I don't like that idea. You know, you're 17 years old after knowing you have ADD and dyslexia and, you know, not the greatest home situation. You're like, oh, here's another thing I got. Great. How many more things do I need to put on the list of issues I'm going to have for life? But it is what it is. Uh, I have it pretty good in comparison to other folks. But to go back, depression is something that I've had my entire life and is not something that is uh, curable in the sense that, you know, get over it. Uh, Maybe ice cream can cheer you up from a sad movie. Ice cream isn't cheering me up from a life of depression. When I was a kid, I kind of had that thousand yard stare and, and was intense and, and that hasn't changed. But I've learned a lot of incredible coping mechanisms to live my life and uh, maintain an incredible relationship with a beautiful woman, have friends and uh, have an incredible relationship with nature and, uh, and you know, be of service to the humans. Ken wanted to know more about my condition and, you know, what caused it. And we kind of, I think, finally came to an understanding of, of what it was and what it wasn't. In any event, that is what motivated all of this. He put this little interview, I call it little, it was about three hours. It turned into about three hours. No one will ever see that. Um, he put up about 49 minutes of it up. I remember when he told me he was going to do this too. And I'm like, no one is going to watch this. Now, Ken is an optimist because he's had a lot of success in his life. Um, I am... <laughs> I don't, I'm not an optimist. Uh, I think that I'm not a pessimist, but I would call that on myself pessimistically, ah, pessimistically optimistic or vice versa. Uh, I try to be, uh, optimistic when I can. (laughs) That's, that's anyway, I told him it wasn't going to play to anything but crickets. There weren't going to be any people who watched it. And it was a mixed bag. I think that something like 12,000 people looked at it within the first 12 hours, but the actual views on, um, YouTube were pretty minimal. But uh, here's what happened. The people who did watch it, even before there was a link to my name, people seeked me out. And uh, they found my name in the description. It wasn't a link. Uh, and they, they reached out to me. And a couple of guys reached out to me. Uh, I'm in my late 30s. And uh, they said, I've never heard a guy be that candid about depression. And I was able to use this uh, video to tell my wife about the difference between sadness and depression. I thought that was incredible. And then I uh, had on the flip side of that coin, a, a young lady uh, in her teens who said, I've never heard anyone so, uh, again, not putting words in her mouth, but um, I've never heard anyone put so well what this is. And I was able to tell my mom kind of how I felt through what she said. I've been an actor. I've been a lot of things. I don't want to go down the laundry list, but to hear this kind of response, and it was only a handful of people meant the world to me. And you hear that cliche, if you can touch just one person, um, that's meaningful. Now, it's not a career, because how are you going to, you know, live by just, you know, reaching out to one person, but it was enough for me to really look at myself and think, what can I give to other people? How can I be of service to the humans, um, you know, the human race? And that is the genesis of this first podcast. And it's probably a little meandery, it's probably a little weird, Uh, But hang with me. I'm going to get a little more structured. I'm going to have my wife help me out with this. But uh, that's my quick little story of how I got here. You'll hear more about my story of who I am, where I am, and what I do living in a tiny home that's completely solar powered. 
outside and I work about every month, month and a half, and I live an incredible life uh, that belongs to me, meaning that I don't have a boss and I want to let you in on those secrets and learn how a guy who was afraid of heights jumped out of airplanes and all the things I've done to conquer fear. So stay tuned for the next episode. My name is Jet Dunlap. I really appreciate you spending time listening to my podcast and I will talk to you next time. Thanks.